So guys, me and Dan and a group of friends, we went to a carvery. So for people who don't know, a carvery is basically, you know, like a pub or a place you can go to where, you know, you have drinks and then you can also get like a roast dinner. So usually when you get a roast dinner or you go to a carvery, you get like a selection of meats which you can choose from and then you can go on and choose your veg. So this particular carvery, they had turkey. So turkey is like notoriously quite dry, especially when you have it from like Christmas period. They've got beef, which is again, can be hit and miss, can be super dry or super chewy, like really hard to get beef right. So, but then I saw it there, it was like half roasted chicken. So I thought, oh, that, that sounds quite nice. So, you know, I thought, you know, you know, that'd be quite juicy because, you know, it's half roasted. It's not roasted just as long as what it usually is. But that's where the error in my judgment lies. So when I read it as half roasted chicken, as I said, I thought it meant, you know, not cooked so long that it becomes dry and, you know, chewy. But I thought it'd be nice, nice, juicy, nice and juicy. But no, what it literally meant was I got given half of a roasted chicken like just dropped on my plate just a massive chunk of just roasted chicken on my plate i was like holy shit <laughs> and then obviously i go on and get my veg and then yeah i got literally half of a roasted chicken like like all four of us at the table when we when you said this we're like how did you not realize you were gonna you were not you you misread that of course you're gonna get half a chicken well, no, because when I read it, I said half roasted. So, you know, like usually when you speak in terms of half, you either think in terms of scale, so like a glass is half full or a glass half empty, or I'll be there at half past or I'll be there in half the time. So I literally, so in terms of that, instead of like scale based, I thought it meant time based. So like, you know, half as long rather than half as much. <laughs> so I read it as literally half roasted, not half of a roasted. <laughs> That of A, that little bit of grammar would have made a hell of a lot of difference to me. I worked at a carvery for eight years and this conversation has given me PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> All in, oh, no, not the chicken. Not the chicken, no. <laughs> it was just literally just so much chicken. Like I was eating the chicken. I was like, oh, I'm getting really full. I then turned the chicken over and I was like, fuck me, there's even more chicken. It's just like, as I kept turning this chicken and more chicken was appearing, I was like, this is freaking endless. <laughs> I, I could not eat it. I, it, it wasn't was the whole half roasted chicken. It, it was literally a whole half of roasted chicken. <laughs> a whole half of roasted chicken. <laughs> this grammar's getting worse. <laughs> but this is what I mean, like, because, so that, so, you know, so in terms of that, that poses my question to you guys. Have you ever bought something or done something, you know, because you've misread what it actually is you're either going to be buying or doing. Definitely. Uh, the only thing I can think of is I bought a Final Fantasy art book and I didn't realise it was in Japanese, so when it came and then I opened it up, I was like, oh, I can't read this. Uh, but I like the pretty pictures. They look really cool. But... So what was the actual item description as? Did it actually say like Japanese Final Fantasy book or something? I can't remember. It was years ago that I bought it, so I can't really remember. Maybe it did, and I didn't read it, but <laughs> I, I don't remember. It was, it's been so many years since I bought it, but I, I do actually really like it, and I do open it every now and then, but it's like, oh, I can't read this. It's all in Japanese, but oh well. Yeah, and I'm a tight bastard, so I'll have something open that I want to buy on Amazon and won't buy it for several days, but I will reread the page over and over again, umming and ahhing about it. <laughs> That's why reading is fundamental, because you don't like spend money or buy stuff which 
you don't really need. So like yeah, one of the I'll... other examples is I went on to Amazon and I bought a I bought a manga, so I bought a Kamega Kill, volume one. And then when that came, I was just like, something doesn't seem quite right here. I, I I was reading it, it was in German. I was like, I, I was pretty certain it didn't say German. I looked on the website, I was like, no, it doesn't say German. It says like Amazon UK. So I was like, what the fuck is it in German for? And then they gave me another one for free. So that was quite nice of them. Well, I think we can all agree that we're not going to make the same mistake of buying a half-roasted, half-roasted chicken. Half of a roasted chicken. Grammar, please. Mother clucker. <laughs> Welcome to Victory Achieve Podcast, a video game <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is episode 33. Are, are we going to break the wall here? This is, we've had problems recording and uh, yeah, this is hopefully the final time. Ironically, <laughs> this is our, this is episode 33, but this is literally our third time recording this. Uh, like the Naked Gun film, it's the 33 and a third. Actually, yeah. So that reminds me. So on our very first recording of this, I was talking about the fact that this episode is, you know, episode 33. And my um, teacher from school, so my our health and social care teacher and our form tutor. So just to put a spanner in the work. So he was born in Belgium, speaks French, but lives in the UK and speaks English. So any, and when he ever was in like the school, because it was it was excellent. Like he'd always try to like build like a really strong relationship with the students to get the students to respect him. So like he'd give like all of all of our like form duties like a like a nickname. So like mine would be like brand on, brand off. You know, like that little bit play on the words there. And so, uh, I mean, I just thought I was about to say. I've, just, I've literally just caught dementia. I was about. To, I thought one thing we should say. I'm Dan, and these this is Brandon and Chris. But you know, oh fuck you guys! I want to talk about this Belgium story. <laughs> oh, carry on, please. <laughs> Yeah, as I was as I was saying, um, so he'd always like he's always really fond of accents. So anytime it was like thirty three, because I think I think it was meant to, I think was it like thirty of us in the form? I can't remember. But he'd always like play like put on an Irish accent for like occasional words or different accents for occasional words. So when it came to like thirty three, he'd be like dirty tree, you know, like a dirty tree. So he'd be like dirty tree, and then like just to add on that point three, it was like dirty tree and a turd. So like yeah, so that just makes me think of you know just recording. So like it's episode Dirty Tree, and then because we've done like three shitty recordings, we're like Dirty Tree and a turd. <laughs> our our literal other recordings sounded like potatoes. We were literally robots. Well, the other two were robots, and I was fine. And then <laughs> then I did one where I I didn't exist, <laughs> and then it went back to them being robots. And now hopefully, it's uh, all good. Are you sure? We'll find out when we're done. We'll find out. Hopefully, it'll be like episode thirty-three point four. We've already recorded something, and it sounds fine. So, well, you've already listened to that because it will be that's just the intro. So, hopefully, yeah. this is all fine. <laughs> this is how professional we are. Not much. You know Budget. what? Probably it's probably only because I've been binge watching it recently. But um, it's, this sounds like the uh, the. Plot to a Red Dwarf episode, one where oh, Dan yeah. just we turn into robots. <laughs> <laughs> Singularity yeah, is happening. Yeah, the status quo is fine at the end of half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully our tormented souls will be s- saved 
with this recording. I was but, fucking smooth, Dan. But <laughs> smooth. <laughs> but very smooth. There, isn't, there, isn't there a game called Tormented Souls that one of us has played? Isn't that right, Chris? <laughs> and I played a game called Tormented Souls, not a game called <laughs> Tormented Souls. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, the, the phrase Tormented Souls kind of loses all meaning when you laugh over it, doesn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, takes all the punch out of it. I, just, I can just hear the Yu-Gi-Oh abridged... Um, oh, I've forgotten. Uh, Obelisk the Tormentor just going, Torment. <laughs> I knew Brandon would like that. Yeah, so Chris, <laughs> Chris, I've never actually heard of Tormented Souls, so I've literally okay. just Googled it now, and it's... I don't know if it's just me, but this is really giving me Resi vibes. That's because it is basically a big love letter to the old-school Resident Evil and Silent Hill games. Uh, so think fixed camera angles, uh, very limited ammo, very little healing supplies, uh, really good puzzles, top-notch puzzles that really make you think outside the box. Uh, yeah, uh, I really, really like this game. Um, Gameplay-wise, it really does feel like you're playing the, like a PS1 Resident Evil. But, um but it's got like modern day controls. There's two ways you can control it. You can use like the D-pad, which will give you like old school tank controls if you want to play that way. Or you can use the analog stick for a more sort of modern version feel for it. Um, I can't place this game high enough. Um, it's it's. I had a blast playing it because I'm as you may know, I fucking love Resident Evil and Silent Hill, and this gave me exactly what I wanted. It's really scratched that itch I've been after for so long for a proper survival horror game. Mm. Um, I, I do have some negative criticism but it may not affect how you feel about the games because for me it's all about the gameplay but okay Let, let's get this over and done with the plot's crap the plot, really? is, the plot is very bare bones and straightforward um, yeah there's no real surprises it it plays up like there is a surprise, but when it happens, it's like everyone and their grandmothers and their and their Belgian teachers were like, "Oh yeah, I I I, I know, I know that's what's happening. <laughs> that's the twist." <laughs> uh, there's that, and the character model, especially like the main character, not in game. In game looks fine, but during cutscenes, looks too cartoony. She looks like she's got too much of an anime face going on. Really? Where, where everything else is like looks realistic. It just sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm. I don't know why. It looks like her eyes are too big and too cartoony. Because <laughs> everything else in this game, let's say, kind of looks... If I... Closest approximation, like the Resident Evil remake on GameCube, graphically it looks like that. Um, so like hyper-realistic backgrounds, like... Um, like pre-rendered ones, I believe they are. Mm. And then uh, obviously all the enemies look pretty decent as well. Um, they kind of remind me more of Silent Hill monsters because they like sort of utilize the whole uh, being in wheelchairs, being in stirrups. The whole game takes place in a hospital. Have the, actual en- have the actual enemies got like names? You know, like from Silent Hill and stuff, you've got Pyramid Head. Like, have they got actual like names of what they are? Uh, they do, but I'll be damned if I can remember what they were. <laughs> oh, well, they're not like sort of the... What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty That's pretty much what I called all of them. <laughs> I just saw this guy, like, strapped up in, like, metal chains. He's got, like, a shark coming out of his belly. I'm just like, huh? 
Mm. Yes. I, I've I, just googled it. And I'm just seeing the gif of um a guy in like a wheelchair just wildly swinging knives at the the woman. She's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, that's like your basic enemy, right? That one. Uh, it's uh, I'm gonna I've added it to my wish list on Switch. So if it does come on sale, I might actually get it, unless it's cheaper on PS4. But I might oh. actually have a give it a go. I believe currently on PS4 the standard price is £15, so it's not very expensive. I got it for 8 quid because it was like half price on sale. Yeah, I'll wait till it's on sale. Yeah, yeah. Um, no rush. I think the game took me about 8 hours to beat first time round, give or take, but I'm one of these people who will go around the same room over and over again, like hammering X on everything to try and find everything. And it's a good job I do because um, supplies are very short supply. By the time I finished the game, I not quite run out of ammo. I, I kind of ran out of ammo for like my two strongest weapons, but I still had a fair bit for like my standard pistol equivalent. Mm. But it was coming a bit close to the knuckle, and I only had like a couple of healing supplies left. So, yeah, you do tend to backtrack in this game a lot, though. But it's not like egregious if you know what you're doing. Like, um, I can see people speed running this. Mm. Yeah. Um, I give it like that Silent Hill sort of angle as well. Uh, there's parts where you essentially like go into what is the other world, like Silent Hill does. But they're all sort of self-contained. It doesn't feel like you're retreading the same map again. It's like it's kind of like you've gone somewhere else, and they're all like their own little, I suppose, little bubbles. Just like a couple of rooms, so it's not like oh Christ, I gotta go through the whole place again, but in reverse kind of thing. Looks- you don't get that. To me, it looks more like Resi 4, in like in some of the screenshots. Mm, I suppose. Uh, I'd just say it looks more like the remake just because of the fixed cameras. But... Oh, yeah. I, I think it yeah. probably looks like many things, but you know what I mean. But Well, you say remake, but Resi 4 and remake were very, uh, made at pretty much the same time because they're both on GameCube. I wouldn't be surprised if this is on PC that it's got some kind of first person or over the shoulder mod. Probably. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised either. I imagine it worked like that. I'm surprised it's not an option to do that in the base game, actually, mm. make it more like Resident Evil. But hey, I don't think that's what I was going for. They really were going for a throwback. And uh, fair play to them because they nailed it. And I say they nailed it because the first gun is like a nail gun. So there's a shit joke there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, great game. I highly recommend, and it's cheap. If you like, if you like Resi, you'll like Tormented Souls. It's as simple as that. Nice. Well, well, isn't this well? Like in terms of games, recently I've just been playing Free Houses more. I'm, I'm trying to like fully complete it. So, in who knows how many episodes, I'll be talking about that. But it's just been the usual. I haven't really played much um much new it's just the same old things i think one thing i did um i have played recently which i haven't spoken about for a while is a game called my friendly neighborhood it's there's only a demo out at the moment but it's uh it looks it plays a little bit like bioshock and it's the demo is about you're like a, a night shift person a security guard doing night shift in a a kids TV show, which is like puppets and all that, and it 
you know, first person. Fuck? So, yeah. So it, it's like Sesame Street. I was like, literally about to say, I, I looks like, is it Urson Bernie? <laughs> like Sesame Street. So you basically. Bernie. Like, like all the enemies, are like sock puppets and like the puppets from, uh, from like Sesame Street and stuff like that. Obviously, it's their, like their own things, but you you're basically shooting them with guns that that fire letters and that. So you get like a shotgun, <laughs> and it's just firing like a big balls of letters at them, or like a pistol, just firing singular letters. I'm assuming there'll be other weapons, but it's only the demo so far. Uh, it's definitely something I'm probably gonna keep an eye on, but it's definitely a I've never. It's definitely. Setting-wise, very unique. I think the setting's probably the thing that's interesting me the most. I think gameplay-wise, it's like Bioshock, so it's not really anything new. But I enjoyed what I played. See, I've always had it in my head canon that Big Bird is fully capable of going postal, so <laughs> I guess this is just the outcome of that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you for S for the word shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's like when you like shoot the um, puppets, they'll like, be like, "But I'm your best friend." And no, you're just, not. <laughs> they'll just like say random weird things like that, or like, "Oh, let's do your ABCs." It, it's it's what? kind of like frightening just having these puppets come at you. What What's another thing is that you can't you can't you kind of don't kill them either and the way it works is you've got to tie them up so you, you get them down and once they're down on the ground they're down uh, while you're in that room but if you leave the room they'll get back up so you have mm -hmm. you have to tie them up and then so that when you leave and then come back into the room they're down so that, that's something interesting so it's very limited on resources so you got to be aware of what you've got to use Mm. But. Hang on, hang on a minute. You say you're tying them up, right? Have you not got confused between Sesame Street and S and M Street? <laughs> oh my gosh! And also, if if you do shoot them, these uh, muppets, uh, what comes out of them? Like, do they full of confetti? Are they I was full of think confetti? Are they full of tinsel, glitter, or or does like a sort of hand come out of them instead? A bit like a chestburster from Aliens. You have to deal with that as well. Uh, well, not really anything comes out of them, <laughs> funny enough. Mm. Oh, but from what I played, it seems an interesting game that I'm going to definitely keep an eye on. Suitable for children, then? Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Oh, Just like Tormented Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's got to be suitable for kids because you've seen, like, you know, from Poppy's Playtime, like you see Mr. Huggy Wuggy. Is, is that the same one? Mr. Huggy Wuggy, Poppy's Playtime? Is that? Right. It is, isn't it? No idea. But you see, like, Mr. Huggy Wuggy's just everywhere, like, this massive, like, blue fairy thing, like, these fangs everywhere, and the kids are, like, loving it. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, my friendly neighborhood would turn out to be, like, kids' toys or something. <laughs> no idea. Like, I definitely enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm looking to. I'll probably get it when it when it actually comes out whenever that is who knows but yeah that's uh my friendly neighborhood keep an eye Very nice i guess but chris you've played another 
game. One that is uh, very in tune with our podcast in terms of... Yes, um, yeah, because it's called Blasphemy, Blasphemous, and this this podcast is nothing but blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) Very much in tune, yes. um, I'm pretty sure aware that a lot of people know what Blasphemous is now, because it has been out for a little while. But recently I revisited it because um, it's finally like had all its DLC release for it. And I must state that uh, Bear Play for Team 17, who I'm surprised is still going, to be honest, uh, for releasing all this DLC for free. They're just basically update patches, which is great. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, so I thought I'd revisit it. And to be honest, there's, there's a fair bit added. Uh, there's like whole new areas, so if you're unfamiliar with what Blasphemous is, it is essentially a 2D Metroidvania with Souls-like combat, like it's got uh, equivalent to Estus Flask, it's got parrying in, uh, it's all about the melee attacks. There are spells, but they're few and far between, and you got to hum from. And most of your progression comes from exploration rather than experience. There is kind of an experience system, but it's more for buying the odd thing and um, getting some like upgraded moves. So more, more like combos than anything. So they're not really necessary, but they're, they're fun to pull off if you can. Because the combat in it uh, feels very weighty and hefty. And it's, I suppose like I said a while back, like Mega Man 11, it's got really good feedback. Mm. Like with the little rumble, it feels like uh, you feel every connection to every hit you make. And same if you get hit as well. But the most standout thing about Blasphemous is its art. It's pixel art and it looks stunning. It looks great in pictures and it looks even better in motion. The attention to detail and everything is phenomenal. It's it one does of the look best great. Thing. It's one of the best looking games I've played. And I'm a sucker for pixel art. That's my favourite kind. You can keep your realistic graphics. Like um, I'd much rather stare at pixel art. Hmm. Um, this is top notch. It looks amazing. It does. Right. Uh, in reg- no. no, I carry on. I was going to say, like, in regards to like the extra content it's added, there's like several new areas. Uh, there's several more bosses, and they're prime for like more end game. So uh, you're going to need your stats before you take them on. And and it's added a few more things to I think make make the main game a bit easier. Like it's putting like a couple of extra like healing potions. That you keep permanently in a couple of extra upgrades. So, a few more things to unlock. A few more things to play with. And there are plenty to play with to begin with. So, yeah, if you can get uh, Blasphemous, and it's it's now got the sub-monica of uh, Wounds of Eventide, uh, highly, highly, highly recommend it. There's not really a bad thing I can say about it. There's no bullshit. Um, every death's like your fault. The platforming's tight. The combat's tight. Um, and there is a sort of difficulty setting, so you can make it a little bit easier if you do struggle. But I'd actually advise against that, because when you beat down a boss using like really skilled platforming and combat, it feels so satisfying. Mm. But what are you going to say, Dan? Well, as both of you know, I listen to quite a few uh, podcasts, and a lot of them are video game podcasts, and it's feels very right that finally our podcast has spoken about Blasphemous because it seems every 
video game podcast I listen to at some point. They speak about black blasphemous. It just seems this game that every podcast I listen to just has to talk about it in some to some degree. And it's always positives. Well, there's there's some negatives about it, but generally it's always positive. And it's uh, it's quite fitting that finally we've spoken about it on this podcast. Well, I suppose we're a proper podcast now. We've mentioned it. <laughs> Wait, we weren't before. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, were we? I don't know. I'll just, we'll, we'll just fuck around, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely a game that I want to check out at some point. It, as you were saying, like, the, the pixel art is just absolutely amazing. It just Oh, does... yeah. Yeah, I, I recommend it to anyone. If, you, if you're a fan of, like, the Castlevania games, all the Metroidvania games, all the Dark Souls are all free, which you should be. Mm. <laughs> um, then, yeah, it's 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 joy in... In pixel form. <laughs> uh, Brandon, you actually did play a game as well, didn't you? Well, I didn't actually play it, but I've been watching a quite a few YouTubers play it, and I've been watching people play it. It's made me really want to play it. And again, on the topic of horror, and it's a game called The, the Mortuary Assistant. And so this is about your... You know, you're a lady and you've started recently getting a job at a mortuary. And, you know, basically the game is you're covering a a night shift at the mortuary. But the owner's like, I'm sorry, I can't be there with you. Only you can do this because the possession has started. You need to sort this. Because what the whole concept is, you're working in a mortuary and there's a demon which is basically possessing the mortuary. And it's steadily sort of, you know, possessing you. And the way you find out how far the possession is, like you're given like a few items, like you're given like a like there's like a little closet at the back which will have like runes in it. It will have like um, burning like um, talisman related things, and you'll be given a, like a post-it note and a pencil. And what you're meant to do is like every now and then you just grab the post-it note and you know and the pencil just do do like a quick draw. And depending on how far your possession is, depends on how weird your scribble becomes. So what starts off as like you maybe just doing like an actual scribble will then start to turn to a circle and then it'll start to turn to like a demonic logo. So that's how you know how far along the game you are. And the only way to stop the demon's possession and to destroy the demon is you need to find out the name of the demon, the house the demon belongs to and the body in the morgue which the demon is possessing and working from. And the way you do that is you have to inspect like like a few cadavers, you know, you go through the actual day-to-day job, you know, go up to the cadaver, you know, put, like, the coins on the eyes, close the eyes, like, sew the mouth shut, drain the body of, like, blood, put in, like, embalming fluid and whatnot. And then, like, you come to, like, inspect the body. So you're, like, looking for, like, demonic, like, things on the body. Um, every now and then when you burn your talisman, uh, one of the letters of the name of the demon might appear, which you need to go, like, f- looking around the room for. And the cutscenes and the jump scares are phenomenal. So like if you go into Google right now and just type in the mortuary assistant and just look at some of the screenshots of the demon or some of the possession things that go on, it's terrifying. Like, mm. not, I'd say in terms of like recent horror games, there's not really been many which can actually make you feel uneasy if you're actually playing it in the dark. And I think the mortuary assistant does a fantastic job at that. Like, atmospherically, the jump scares, like, the jump scares are not predictable. Like, some games... Like the jump scares get really ridiculous, you know, like with like, oh, they'll try to scare you like a super loud noise or something. In the mortuary system, they're really subtle. So it could be like, oh, you're starting to like drain the body, 
And then in the corner of your screen, you might see like a face just pop out from behind a cupboard and then hide behind you. Like, what the fuck was that? Or you could be like, you know, doing something on the body and then the body will start talking to you and you're just like, oh, shut up, shut up. Hmm. You know, just things like that. It's not stuff which it's like stupid jump scares. Like they're like loud noises banging and stuff. They're really subtle. They're very well done. And some of the jump scares actually sort to start to develop a story. So like, I think one of them is like your, your mother starts talking to you. Be like, Jessica, you're a failure. You shouldn't have done this. And then it gradually becomes like a more demonic voice. You're like, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. Highly recommend you check out the playthroughs of it. So like Jack Septicai's played it. Markiplier's played it. Um, Jack's girlfriend has played it as well. They're, absolutely phenomenal like go watch and play the game you want to highly recommend it if you want a good short indie scary game it was actually developed by just one guy like one guy did like all the program of the game the design of the games and everything so yeah highly recommend it what is neat it? do you know sorry chris um do you know have you heard of the game the closing shift closing shift no let's have a look it kind of it sounds a little bit like that the Closing, the closing shift shift. is a horror game where you're an employer at basically a Starbucks and you've got someone hunting you. It just sounds a little bit like that to a certain degree. A Japanese horror game. Is, it, is this it? Let's have a look. Closing shift looks like Japanese. Oh, wow. That's some, that's some ray tracing. <laughs> but yeah it's like that sort of a thing it's just like imagine that but you're working in a morgue basically you know what this this is like the the fifth horror game we've talked about in a row uh i think we've got a halloween episode early and who knows <laughs> if we ha- if we have to re-record this maybe this will be end up being halloween i'll say because the actual <laughs> recording of this episode has been spooky as is yeah do, 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 do. I was gonna try and walk we'll like the Stranger Things thing, but for some reason I went straight into. Do, 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 That's it. Ah, here's a chance. Try to do the Stranger Themes song, but while constantly thinking of that, I bet you can't. Now my friends are I mean, what? <laughs> I actually saw um, a clip of Twenty One Pilots where they opened up with the Stranger Things theme song. I don't know if they opened up, but they played the Stranger Things theme song. Then went into heathens and I was like, you know what? That actually sounds really good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why this episode is spooky as if, but yeah. Well, we, you said about horror games, you got Tormented Souls, M- Mortari Assistant, and My Friendly Neighborhood. All <laughs> horror games. Oh, blasphemous as well, to a degree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. All basically horror games. Yeah. Half, half versus chicken is basically horror that, food. that was freaking terrifying like the dinosaur they put on the plate but I was going to say should we wrap oh, yeah I was going to say should we wrap up the horror themes before we move on to the actual meat and butter thing like you've watched something creepy haven't you Chris well supposedly creepy I have so to move on from a oh, some horror films uh, horror games onto a horror film <laughs> you know keep, keep with it uh, I watched a new Prey which I would have said originally it came out a couple of days ago, and I suppose it is, but seeing as this is a re-recording, it came out a week ago now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Prey is... It, it's dubbed as a sequel to Predator, but 
it's kind of more of a prequel, but then again, it's kind of self-contained. <laughs> so this version of Predator uh, takes place in the 1700s. And um, it's essentially about a, uh, a, a tribe of hunters uh, using primitive weaponry uh, who basically, like, you know, hunt, hunt your regular stuff like your deer, your lions, that kind of stuff. And then the actual Predator turns up to join the fray. He fancies oh. a bit of the action. So, uh, honestly, plot-wise, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> very, it's very straight back. There's no fat on this film at all. It's pretty much exactly what it says on the tin, like pretty much how I've described it. If you want to uh, see the Predator fight people with pointy sticks, uh, then yeah, this is the film for you. Uh, it is definitely the best Predator sequel going, but there's not really much competition, really. <laughs> uh, apart from Predator 2, I've got a soft spot for Predator 2. So I, I, I quite like that one. The, the urban setting and the Danny Glover does a great job. But uh, but uh, this film's really good. It's it's well written. It's strong. The action's good. Um, everything feels in place. There's nothing there that you, I feel could have been cut out. And it's only like an hour and 40 minutes, give or take. So it's not too long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Um even the lines it does throw in, like, like I, not not really spoiler. But one of the lines one of the characters says is like, uh, "Oh, if it bleeds, we can kill it," which is a line from the first film. Um, it in the situation it arises in, it feels completely natural. It doesn't feel forced. It thinks like feels like no, that's probably something you'd say in that scenario. So, so that was well done. It didn't feel cheesy. I didn't like eye roll or anything, which is what I tend to do. When that happens, so uh, yeah, just just look at like some of the Resident Evil films for <laughs> evidence of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, pray. I uh, I do highly recommend it. It is pretty solid. If you just want a uh, no nonsense horror film with uh, some good action in it, then yeah, pray will deliver. Nice. You should pr- you should pray upon it. Pray for me. That's a corn track. It is a corn track. Yay. I, I do want to ha- actually watch it. I've not... This is a bad thing to say. I've never watched any of the Predator films. Uh, You've not even seen like the original Predator film? No. I, I've literally... I've even Brandon's seen Predator. I've got it on my shelf and I've not watched it. Right, to make this... like This actually puts me... like I've got a bragging rights here because I've seen Predator. I've seen Predators. I've seen one of the... I think there's like, wasn't there like three Predator films? Like Predator, Predators. Wasn't there another one? So you got Predator 2 from back in the day. Oh yeah, so Predator, Predator 2, Predators. I've seen Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator 2. And then, yeah, so I'm, I'm also still yet to watch Prey. I think there is another one, but I've completely forgotten what it is. I think it might just be called Predator. And that's why it's confusing. That's probably I type in Predator films to see what comes up. Yeah, but basically, you got, Predator, you got Predators, Predator Two, The Predator, Prey. So Predator, Predator Two, Predators, The Predator, Prey. Yeah, five films. Yeah, and I must point out, uh, this Prey film should not be confused with Prey from 2019, Prey from 2017, <laughs> Prey from 2008, or indeed the game Prey, the first-person shooter game, or indeed the uh, first-person shooter game called Prey. Don't get them confused. <laughs> Uh, I'm not confused at all. 
Uh, make sure you read that right. Make sure that when you read pray, you you get the right pray. Yeah, make sure it's capitalized. It's spelt with an E and not an A. And you should be yep. fine. I can't see them being any problems. You'll, be, you'll end up uh, playing pray or watching pray when really you want to be watching pray. Yeah, just simply Google pray and there'll be absolutely no confusion whatsoever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> otherwise, you'll find a... Um, the half-roasted yeah. chicken on your film. <laughs> no, you'll find a, a very, probably a very blasphemous game where you're probably praying all the time. I don't know. Don't praying for your know. tormented soul. Who knows? A what? A prey simulator? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let, let's move very, very far from this. Let's move so. <laughs> let, let's move so far away. We're going light years now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Yeah, I like that transition, oh, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Dan's mentioned this before uh, a few episodes ago, but uh, I've also watched the film Lightyear now because it's come to Disney+. Plus. And, yeah, it's certainly a film. It's uh, it's entertaining. It's It'll keep the kids quiet for a bit, hopefully, unless your kids are little shits. Um, uh, yeah, um... I like this film, it, it, but it's it's just fine. It's serviceable. It's mm. not groundbreaking. For something where the premise is like to infinity and beyond, the whole film takes place on one planet, so it's kind of feels like they're missing the whole beyond part. And infinity part, to be honest with you. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the plot itself is uh, fairly straightforward. Got uh, some good little action scenes. It's got a few funny bits in it. Um... I know it's it's missing a lot though. It could have been so much more. It feels like it's missing some bigger set pieces. It could have gone so much further. It could have gone beyond. But, um, it 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 didn't. It felt like it played it a bit too safe. You, you know what I meant though. Now you see it. You know what I meant where it kind of like had some hints and nods to like the first two films, where it's like you know the bit in the second film where uh, Zerg is like, "I am your father." Doing like the, the the Star Wars Darth Vader scene, although he doesn't says it. I I can't remember if he says it wrong, and it's like the um, Mandela effect where everyone thinks it's I am your father, where it's actually no, I am your father. Um, but it's like even like that when uh, Buzz meets Zerg, and then you find out who Zerg is. It's like, and he goes, "Father," it's like. Oh, that's a hint and nod to the second film, and what's I? I, I think there was an, something else to like the first one. I now literally can't remember it, but there was there's definitely like a few hint and nods to like each of them, and like the spacecraft at the end is, is it spacecraft at the end is the one he is the like the box that Buzz comes in in Toy Story. Yeah, there's that. Uh, like some of the lines he said is like verbatim from the first two films like especially there's a couple of scenes where he's talking to himself on the intercom and he says the lines like oh there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere that kind of but, uh, but that again felt a bit more like eye rolling unlike yeah. Prey <laughs> felt like oh they really crowbarred that in it's like, yeah. I don't know if, if this is like Andy's favourite film and this shifted tons of toys <laughs> Andy's got a questionable taste in films really He, I, I think he ought to watch Prey instead and not pray. That'll blow his mind. <laughs> I I thought it was okay for what it was. But... It was that that was it. It was okay. Yeah. And I suppose that's the problem because it could have been 
way better. Mm. But, uh, it, it it didn't soar to the sky, it just fell with style. Well, on, I actually watched something on Disney Plus. That, Holy cow. That, um... You watched a holy cow on Disney Plus? No, I, I <laughs> no. Well, maybe Brandon did. I don't know what holy cow. It might, you might have. Uh, what's it from? What like Disney what? film was it? On the range. That's probably what Brandon watched. But uh, was it Home on the Range? That's what it's, I think it's called. I, I probably yeah. Got... I'll tell you what. That that's a half roasted film about yeah. No, it's because I typed in pray and it came up with like a holy cow oh, praying. Fucking... Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I watched something. I watched it all. I watched something on. Disney Plus. I watched it all on my all on my lunch break at work. It is I am Groot. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that because I've been rewatching the Marvel films just because of because I've get because when I watched um, Infinity War and everything and uh, Endgame, I was like I'm, I need to go back and rewatch some of these. But yeah, as you're saying, well, you'll, we'll get into that in a second because there's a yeah. lot to unpack there, which is the main theme of our episode. But yes, I watched all of I am Groot. It's alright. It's it, alright. Nothing special about it. Not really. I I, I watched all of Iron Group too. <laughs> it was exactly what you expected it to be, and I was like, "Cool." Anyway, well, I just just moved on. I think if I was like a kid again, I would have gone whole ham rewatching this. I, mm. I think I probably would, but I watched it. I was like, all right. Move on. I don't is, think I'm the audience for it. I was like, it is. Hey. It, it is for very small children. Yeah, it's, it's for infants. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not the target audience. I no. I enjoyed what I watched. Uh, I finished it and I was like, yep, not. Don't think I'm ever going to rewatch this. Um, yeah, it was not really for me. I enjoyed what it was, but I think. I like, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I find, I think, I, I like all of them equally, and when I think one of them's more, got more screen time, it's like, well, I don't really enjoy this character as much on their own when they're, than when they're with everyone else, and I think that's how I kind of felt a bit with I'm Groot, I was like, I like Groot, well, Baby Groot's very endearing, but uh, I'm just his little adventures are, you know, they're fine. But I'm, you know, if if I had to rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy one or Iron Groot, I'd happily watch Guardians four hundred times and watch Iron Groot once. <laughs> I I imagine Iron Groot will be a lot more fun to watch if you were very very drunk or high. <laughs> yeah, all had all had little kids. I am stoned. <laughs> 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 oh, I might have to just clip that and just send it my mate because that'd be well funny. <laughs> oh. So, so here's the thing: like, what what they said like initially is like all oh, the groups are going to be like five minute shorts. Well, technically they are, except they're only like two and a half minutes yeah. because you, you've got like thirty seconds of intro, <laughs> and then you got like two minutes of credits. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like blinking, you miss it. Ridiculous. <laughs> It's like, yeah. uh, I think the last episode was the best one. I also didn't really know, except for the first episode and the last episode, the the three in the middle, I didn't know wh- which was the second, third, or fourth episode. 
Like, I could have found it out on Wikipedia, but just on Disney Plus, because it's all, each short is its own individual thing. It's not in, like, a whole, it doesn't group them all as a season, which is really weird. I don't yeah, It's really annoying as well, because they're not, like, I, I, I was struggling to, like, find each episode, like, make sure I've, I've seen every one, yeah. because there was, like, individuals, like, is that it? Because it's just, like, showing me the same one again, is <laughs> it? So you knew which was the first one, and I assumed the one that is the only one that has another Guardian of the Galaxy was the final one. Apart from those two, I didn't know which was episode two, three, and four. But I yeah, no, I did. Episode one was obvious, and I think episode five seemed well. What I watched as episode, I thought was episode five, seemed like episode five. I tell you what, for something that's aimed at very small children. That bit where uh, he accidentally steps on like the small civilization, I just thought for a moment, oh, that went fucking dark. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then it turns out they're all okay anyway. But yeah, yeah. it's just like, whoa. The thing is, kids would find that funny, though. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is targeted towards, you know, like, like just pre-teens who, like a gateway into it, because a lot of the time you see kids walking around, like, you know, like when um, Mandalorian came out, all the kids were holding on to Grookey. You had, like, when Guardians was about, the kids were always, always, always going on about Groot, and, like, they'd always see kids, like, wearing Groot's, like, T-shirts and stuff. You know, I can't remember which episode it was. It might have been the second... No, I don't, well, it's, it's one of the second, third, or fourth, fourth episodes of I Am Groot where he has the alien that copies him. Yeah. I, when I watched that, I just had it in my mind. The uh, the temple theme from Zelda 2, where, because the, the final boss is Dark Link, I was just like... Hey, look, it's Dark Groot. Well, he's not dark, but it's just like that. So it's just like do 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 because he starts dancing with it. It's just like oh, look, just play that. Be near enough the same thing, and then just have the weird Link animation where he just gets hurt and he just like calls up. Yeah, you know why they really made this series? It's because they've got a load of plush baby Groot dolls from Guardians 2 left over and they need a second wave to get rid of them. Yeah, the it does seem to be like just a an IP advert, doesn't it? Yeah, well, he's grown up in the main series now, so he's well, not going to fit in. Hopefully, I really hope in Guardians 3 he is the, like, adult Groot again. I, I've yeah. Not, I've not... I don't mind, like, him growing up, but I think... For Guardians Three, I would like him to be fuller, full-grown Groot again. Well, you I mean think... older Groot, or do you mean like actual adult Groot now? Like, so you know, like like in the original Guardians, he was yeah. somewhat middle-aged Groot, wasn't he? I want him to look exactly like he did in Guardians One. Because mm. I mean, because I, I like the idea. I mean, the like the concept of you know you now got baby Groot and then it turns into teenage Groot. But I was just like, oh, like teenage Groot is just annoying. Like, I didn't feel as emotionally attached to Teenage Groot as I did Baby Groot or, like, Normal Groot. I don't know what it was. It was just... It just... Yeah. Teenager. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, it's the idea. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I just didn't see him as emotionally attached at that phase as I did the others. Well, obviously, you see him in... Well, we see how he looks in, the, in Love and Thunder, but the next time we see him is at Christmas in the Guardians holiday special and then hopefully in Guardians 3 he is I'd, I'd like, I'm fingers crossed he's back to how he looks in Guardians 1 but we'll see what happens maybe, maybe James Gunn isn't doing that and he'll just be 
he'll look completely different, or he'll look a little bit older than he does. But I'd like it. It would feel right if he looked exactly like he does in Guardians One. Well, maybe not exactly, but you know what I mean. Mm. Like the same, uh, like figure, I guess. I, I guess he is technically a different character to some degree, but not really. Yeah. What is the betting in the Halloween, uh, Halloween, the holiday special that they're going to cover Crew up in tinsel and baubles and maybe put Rocket on the top as some kind of star? <laughs> it's I'd be quite easy to see Groot getting wrapped up in lights by accident or, or something. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. It's not not going to happen. <laughs> I have no idea what they're going to do. I, I, I'm, I think, I don't know. Who, who knows? Maybe they'll randomly bring in a new character and be like, "Yeah, that they're going to be in that this one thing," and just do a Boba Fett or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and they can have the traditional holiday meal of a half roasted chicken. Yeah, is that right, Brandon? As long as it's half roasted and not half of it roasted. <laughs> And so I carried away. Uh, Rocket gets with his flamethrower, I suppose. <gasps> well, right. Oh, I, I guess on. Well, do we want to go straight into the topic, the MCU? Or I do have one last thing to talk about. But otherwise, yeah, we'll do that. I'll, I guess I'll. We'll do your topic first. Look back, and then we'll go into the MCU. Maybe Let's it would have been better. This speaking about look back a little bit earlier from going to Iron Groot, but oh well. So, a while back, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I read a manga called Look Back. This manga is by Ta- Tatsuki Fujimoto, if who is the Chainsaw Man author. And uh, as Brandon knows, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Um, uh, it's not called a fan, it's called a simp. Yeah, Can we get the grammar, grammar right? Simp? Yeah, I am a bit of a simp for Chainsaw Man. <laughs> I guess the reasons why I love Chainsaw Man are completely on display in Look Back. So Look Back is a one-shot manga that Tatsuki Fujimoto wrote. It's about two girls who draw manga and... You know, it, it one's a bit, one's a bit shy, and one's a bit more. I don't say outgoing, but she like goes to school. The shy one is like a shut-in, doesn't really go to school. I can't remember. Uh, it's because it's been a, about a month or so since I've read it. I can't remember what was the reason she doesn't go to school. But you know, they, like they when they're young, they kind of have this weird rivalry because they both draw manga. And they put it into their school paper. And the main character, she, she doesn't think her manga is good as good as the shut-in one. But then the shut-in one, shut-in girl, she really adores the main character's, main girl's manga. And so there's this rivalry but admiration. And then once they finally meet, they start to, they decide to like do a manga together. And it's nice, nice because they kind of... Um, inspire each other, and it's it's re- it's like really inspiring that. But that's about I guess maybe the first third of the manga, and where it goes in the s- 
the last two thirds is like the same reasons why I love Chainsaw Man and it's why I need to at some point read his fir- Tatsuki Fujimoto's first manga Fire Punch because it he, he can really write these really human moments of like sometimes bleak bleakness but sometimes pure I don't know, aspirations and uh, it's just really profound uh, these moments of humanity and it's why I love Chainsaw Man because for all Chainsaw Man is like uh, the latest trailer for the anime came out um, as of time recording last week and looks incredible and it's just full-blown action from like near enough start to finish that trailer and that's cool and all but it's these those human moments of why i can't wait to watch this anime i can't wait to see the main character in in chainsaw man want these human connections and these human moments as much as i i'm looking forward to seeing all the action it's those things that i i of why like I really relate to Chainsaw Man, and I'm, and I'm related to look back at it as well. And I, I'm, it's both both mangas are so good. Uh, when I read Look Back, I was in the perfect uh, situation. I, I, I it took me about twenty five thirty minutes to read. I sat down at my PC, loaded up the manga, put some rain music on, and read when i finished reading the, the one shot i sat thought about what i read i had a few tears down my face and i went and then i went to bed and it was it was an amazing experience <laughs> yeah. so what mm-hmm. so it's it's so cuz obviously he's done fire punch and he's you know actively doing chainsaw man do you, does it not seem like because it's so wildly different, like it's, like, do you feel like it's sort of like an ode to another like sort of inner personality he's got? Because obviously he's done like two violent anime manga series, and then he's got like this sort of gentler, more psychological one. Do you do you feel like it's interesting just to see like the complete genre change? Yeah, I I, I love that that it's something completely different. I I love that. It's like a different side to his writing, and he's like showing that although he's written Fire Punch and Chainsaw Man, and uh, especially how dark Chainsaw Man can be, and how I'm still to this day surprised it it was in Shonen Jump. It uh, it's interesting to see him write, look back, and just be like, this is a really cool side to him as a a writer and an author that I didn't expect to see mm. uh, and like I said it's one of those it's one of those mangas that it's cool to see just it's not just ma- manga this is just anything like director or of a, a film or anything like a games or what when I do something different and Somehow, it's still it it still feels like them, but it could be a complete genre shift, and mm. it's 
a bit initially a bit polarizing but then you're like it's actually not it feels perfectly in tune with what they've written before it just initially doesn't seem like that Mm. yeah i i absolutely love look back and i cannot wait for chainsaw man and uh yeah (laughs) but i guess getting on to the meat of our podcast why do you have to say meat (laughs) the the chicken of our the poultry of our (laughs) of our podcast we are we thought we would talk about the mcu because recently uh disney or marvel studios released their slate of um i wouldn't not complete slate but mostly complete slate for the multiverse saga which is phase four to six obviously phase four is nearly coming to a close but they released most of phase five and they've started revealing phase six as well So yeah. I was about to say, so as I I recently also watched Thor Love and Thunder and on the original recording, I was just like, everyone, like these two guys were like, Brandon, you do realise we spoke about this for like the past two episodes. And I was like, because most of it was just me banging on about continuity because, but yes, but on a side note, I've been re-watching the, you know, the Marvel films because I've, because I had to speed run to actually watch the Thor Love and Thunder in cinema. I skipped over ones like Doctor Strange, Black Panther and everything. And then as I was watching like the Avengers, like Infinity War and Endgame, I was just like, who the fuck are you? Where are you from? Why are you best friends with this guy? Like who the So I was like just I've just started to rewatch the Marvel film. So I've rewatched um Captain America and Captain Marvel so far. Just to try and sort of like I sort of patch the gaps in my knowledge. So how how many do you have you watched now, Brandon? Um I'm just loading it up now, all the ones. So I think, obviously, I think I'm glad I'm on double figures now. So I've seen Captain America, seen Captain Marvel, seen Iron Man, seen Iron Man 2, seen Hulk, seen Thor, seen Avengers, Dark World, Iron Man 3, Winter Soldier, Guardians 1, Guardians 2, Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, Black Widow, I saw. And then this is where I start to miss out. So I've not seen any of the Spider-Man ones. I've not seen Black Panther. I've not seen Doctor Strange, but I have seen Ragnarok. I haven't seen Ant-Man and Wasp. And then, obviously, I haven't watched Loki. I've not seen What If. I've not seen WandaVision. I've not seen Shang-Chi. I've not seen Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, and so that's where it starts to all go wrong, is from there onwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've still got quite a bit left to watch, but you know, you've watched maybe the majority of the Infinity Saga now. Yeah, pretty much. I just, you know, I still got the bits, like just to patch up, like the bits of lost knowledge. But yeah, I, I've, I'm enjoying it. But every film, you know, is a banger. Well, arguably, but some of them are not. But hey ho. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, should we get into what's been announced for Phase Five? To- well, five and six, I guess. Go for it, because I know nothing. <laughs> uh, let me just... So, obviously, phase four right now, we've only got... Um, we've still got 
as a time recording, we have She-Hulk, which comes out as a time recording on for is it Wednesday or Thursday? I think it's Thursday. I think. Yeah, it comes out next week. And then we have Black Panther that comes out end of the year. I'm not going to look at that website because that did not have the right thing already. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even have, not even found it. So we've still got two things left of Phase Four. I guess, like so far, how do we, how do you feel? How do you guys feel about Phase Four? I guess it's more Chrissy's more up to date. I know you you seen like Black Widow and some stuff of Phase Four. Brandon. Yeah, I've seen Black Widow I, and Thor. I, I, I've seen all of it multiple times. The only thing I still yet to watch is Captain Marvel, and that's only because it's the first time of any Marvel property like in the MCU that I felt like I have to watch it. Not because I necessarily want to, but because I'm gonna have to in order to keep up. And it's a I've never felt like that with any other property in the MCU so far. Why Captain Marvel? Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. I was, I was going to say, because I, I typed in Captain Marvel, I was like, huh? What the, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I like Captain Marvel, despite what people say. But most of the people who poo-poo Captain Marvel are the same people as don't like female superheroes because they've got issues. <laughs> yeah, they've got <laughs> Yeah, to put it lightly. Um, yeah, um, yeah, see, Phase 4 is a bit of a weird one, because it's it's more like um, it feels like overall the stakes have lowered somewhat because um, it's like everyone's reeling from uh, Infinity War. It's it's more it, it's like the it's like a, an episode of a series. Like after you've had like the really serious one, and then you just like take an episode to sort of have a breather. Like um, take the episode Flyer from Breaking Bad after some really heavy shit went down. So they sort of had almost a comedic episode, like smack bang halfway through the series. This all I say. I think we need a. I think everyone needs to take five for like <laughs> for, for a couple of films. Um, it's not to say it's not had its stakes. It has, but it, everything feels more scaled back. Um, so yeah, it's more, it's more like a, uh, a phase of like picking up the pieces, and then the later half is starting to set up phase five. Um. Of course, the the actual start of Phase Five, which is like Ant Man and Wasp: Quantum Mania, is going to introduce our next big villain. Yeah, because, I was curious okay. about who the next villain's going to be because, you know, Thanos, you know, it was a, like a genuine threat. So I'm looking forward to see like are they? Because quite often when I've watched Marvel films, they, the villains don't really act like a genuine threat because you've always got that. Oh, you know, hero's going to be the big bad. But then when it came to like Infinity War and Endgame, you actually felt some of the heroes were vulnerable. Yeah. Well, the good thing with Thanos is like, he's been built up since day one. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, didn't re- I didn't realise that because obviously I've rewatched um, Captain America and then it came to Captain Marvel and then as I was watching Captain Marvel I was like, I didn't know you. And then it was like, oh, it's Ronan. I was like, holy shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a... I don't know. I don't know if this might be my least favorite phase so far because some of the series haven't really grabbed me all that much. Um, they've been fine, like the TV series have been fine, but I don't think they've been absolutely stellar. The best one by far, series-wise, has been Hawkeye, 
Although I, I really did like um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, but the rest have fallen a bit flat for me. Like um, Moon Knight I wasn't particularly fond of, sadly. Which made me sad, to be honest, because that's like the first one I've watched. I was like, oh, I didn't really care for that. And I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. It didn't really tickle my boxes. But movie-wise, yeah, they've all been fine. By I, a, a large margin, uh, No Way Home was the best film out of the lot. Uh, for me, followed up by uh, Multiverse of Madness. I really like that film. What about you guys? I've only seen Black Widow and Thor Love and Thunder and both of them I'm just like well they exist in it because like I've because like as I said Love and Thunder I, I liked the villain in Love and Thunder in terms of like design he looked amazing but it's it's just like a lot of just the problems within the film and then setting up you know Hercules I was like and like I didn't feel it it just I was waiting for that 80s vibe to come through and it just didn't. Like everything that happened in Love and Thunder was just just average. And then same thing for, for Black Widow. It just felt I mean it's nice that brought in the theme like the female heroes, like really, really good, but it's just it's just so hard because you've got the other MCU films which exist, so you're using those as like a baseline to compare. Black Widow just didn't seem to match up. I don't know if it's just me. Black Black Widow, I think, would have made a bigger impact if it actually came out when it was initially meant to because it's got delayed massively mm. yeah. but yeah I, I always try and see all the marvel films as like part of a larger whole because they are the, the more like sort of jigsaw pieces in a puzzle it's like you, you gotta put it all together it's like you may have one film that's average one film that's really great but they're all working towards the bigger narrative aren't they mm. damn what are your thoughts you gone quiet <laughs> Sorry, yawning, fucking hell. That's what happens when you wake up early for work. You start yawning at this time of the day. But anyway, I I think with Phase 4, I think that in a couple of years, I'm going to look back at Phase 4 and I'm going to like it more than I do now. I don't dislike Phase 4 right now, but as you say, it's kind of like picking up the pieces from Endgame, starting things starting up things again and i think it's been a in a weird place i think facebook's just been a bit of a a weird mix of many things like it's been trying new things it's been trying to introduce new characters it's been trying to like tie knots in terms of end game and also start things start building things up again and i think some of it's worked, some of it hasn't, and, you know, it's just been a, a mix of things. And I think in a couple of years, I'll look back and I'll, I think I'll like it more than I do now. I'll think, I'll, I think I'll appreciate the building blocks it, it has, I think. I have to hope I think like that. Maybe I won't, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel. And, you know... As you say, No Way Home, easily best film, best best film of the lot in Phase Four. Well, who knows? Unless Black Panther's better, but I'm I doubt it. I just I can't see it being better. But we'll, we'll see. 
and then for me it was Shang Chi. It was just I, I I had such a blast watching watching it. I it was one of those. It had a bit like a, a Guardians of the Galaxy feel where I kind of I, I had not I didn't really know much about Shang Chi, and it was just an absolute blast to watch and. I'm hoping that there's still going to be stuff like that going forward, but I don't know. Like the TV shows have been, I think if I'm being critical, they've been okay. I think Hawkeye is easily the best, but some of them have been okay. Like I think I, I think when I watched them, I probably enjoyed them more than I do now. I think when I think back, I'm like. Yeah, you know what? I think they're a bit low on my on the Marvel scale, but I think when I was watching them week by week, I probably enjoyed them more. But then, like Hawkeye, I I still really enjoy. I still think it was really good, and you know, I'm hoping that there's still more stuff that's gonna on the same level as Hawkeye, which I believe there will. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we still got two things left of, well, technically three things, is it, I think three things left of Phase 4. Cause we've got She-Hulk, uh, Wakanda Forever, and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. So they're the last three things of Phase 4. And as you say, Phase 5 will begin with Ant-Man next year, uh, bringing in Kang the Conqueror, finally. Well, he's already, he appeared in at the end of Loki, but he had, didn't have a name drop, but he'll be appearing in Quantum, Quantumania. Mm -hmm. See, I'm looking ahead at like what they've got for Phase 5 and Phase 6, and honestly, only like half of Phase 5 is really grabbing me. Mostly the films, like, uh, I mean, something like Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and Ironheart, I can't say I'm really bothered about. But obviously, like, Ant-Man, Guardians 3, uh, Blade, Daredevil, and Captain America, New World Order. I'm, I'm all for that. Mason. good. Uh, but what, what I'm hoping is, like, that they're not, like, really good and, like, the shows sort of drag it down. <laughs> yeah. I, I Like, of the films, film-wise, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians... Blade. I'm like all those three. I'm really looking forward to TV shows. Realistically, it's kind of just Daredevil. I I'll watch all the others, but I'm kind of not that bothered. I also forgot who Echo was. I when we actually uh, spoilers when we did our the our bad recording of this. I said Echo was. Uh, the character was Monica Rambo, which is wrong. Echo is the character in Hawkeye. It's the woman in Hawkeye who who's the deaf woman. The deaf one. Okay. I I got that wrong. So that that's yeah, oh, that's good. who she is. That's Echo. Oh, good. She she was all right in that series. So yeah. I'd like to see where so, that goes. Yeah, she she's got a, a TV show in Phase Five. So you know, there's I think there's things to look. I think there's going to be things to look forward to in phase five, but it's still a bit, I don't know. I'm still, I'm wondering 
how much his stuff are going to bring other characters in. Because right now, I'm looking at the films and I'm like, I'm not really sure. It still feels very disconnected to a point. It just it feels, feels like... It, it looks very Phase 4-ish, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. I, I feel like this phase is going to be a bit different. I think, not this phase, this saga is going to be different where I think there's going to be loads of plots all moving towards the same thing, but a whole load of characters won't be meeting each other for ages. And as we, as a, with um, phase six, so far with phase six, they've announced, they've announced three films and they've announced that there's two untitled, unannounced, two unannounced films as well. So we know that at least there's five films in phase six. So the films so far, and there's also going to be TV shows, which there's been no, 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 we have no knowledge of either. But a film so far that they've named is Fantastic Four, which they've said is not a origin story. Um, Avengers, the, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. And then, like I said, there's two unannounced films. We don't know where they're going to be, but we've also got them. So yeah, I think it's like bring because like Secret Wars is going to be like the equivalent of like Endgame, give or take. Well, I think both Kang and Secret Wars are kind of going to be similar things. And this is what I yeah. It, well, I've been the with Secret Wars, they might be bringing in Doctor Doom. Because mm. if you've got I, Fantastic I just... Four, I think the next big bad after with Kang, after either along with Kang or as well, will be Doctor Doom. Uh, see, I'm I'm just thinking ahead. Like I know it's still like years off, but if they're going to do like a similar thing to like Endgame with like Secret Wars, like that being like the the big one, um, of all the characters like they're introducing, and all the new ones have yet to come, it's like. How many of these characters are you going to feel are going to have proper weight to not... Well, I suppose the end game, really. <laughs> like, uh, who's, who's going to be, like, leading the charge? Is it going to be, like, the Guardians? Is it going to be, like, Ant-Man and Doctor Strange? Would they still even be around by then? Like, Well, because uh, it's like you had, like, your Captain America, your Thor, and Iron Man were, like, the, the main ones. And then, like, everyone else is sort of, like, the supporting cast, really. But how do you think it's going to pan out with this one, like? Yeah, I do wonder who's going to, you know, take the step up. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you need some kind of leader, don't you? You're still going to have a lot of existing characters. Well, I assume so. You're still going to have a lot of existing characters like Fal- Falcon or, well, Captain America, I guess. But you get, you're still going to have Falcon. You're still going to have the Winter Soldier. I see Thor is still a character. You know, he's still going to be around. They said at the end of Fate. Of um, Love and Thunder, that he'll return as well. You know, you've got Doctor Just Strange. Um, maybe Scarlet Witch. We don't know. That's still undecided. We don't. You reckon Loki will step right up? Oh yeah, Loki will be. He'll not lead the charge. Or I, don't, I don't know if Loki's going to lead the charge, but I'll assume that Loki will be back. You know, they'll still. That's the thing. There will still be more Thor and Loki. And that's what's Look. absolutely ridiculous. That there will still be more of that. Well, and I have Loki to assume is. so. 
Loki or more likely uh, Tom Hiddleston's far too marketable to get rid of. They're going to keep him around for the longest time. And then you've got got, uh, Captain Marvel. You've still got Ant-Man for now. Who knows about the Guardians? Well, there's been rumours that one of them is... At least one of them is going to die in Volume 3. But we'll see what happens. Maybe not. Who knows? Um... You know, there's still a lot of characters that are still about. Even Spider-Man. I don't know what's kind of going on, but, you know, Spider-Man's still a thing. So, yeah. you know, there's still a lot of characters out and about that will could, will still be there. Like, even Hulk. we still got Mark Ruffalo. He's still there. You have Hulk, She-Hulk. You have Fantastic Four. I, I think... There'll still be enough, but I, I think we also have to, we have to acknowledge it's not going to be on the same level as Infinity yeah. War and Endgame. It just cannot be. I but just I wonder think... when, when it rolls around about how many the surviving characters, like how much do I actually care about? <laughs> mm. I, I, I don't know. I, I think you just have to hope that, that they can still keep the threat feeling real yeah they really need to i mm. i think when it wants to be marvel can be very uh they can get rid of the plot armor and be like that but sometimes it's they it's it is difficult for them because you know at the end of the day it's still i don't say for kids but you know it's still not there is a family friendly or family-friendly vibe to a certain extent, you know, to just kill off all your main characters. It's not really one marketable or there's no longevity to it. So it's in like the big, uh, big films where it's all going to come down. Where if any character is going to die, it's going to be those films. I've got to be honest, I'm looking at some of these shows in Phase 5, I'm just thinking, can we just skip this and just get to Secret Wars quicker? <laughs> we have to. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Secret Wars is going to be interesting, because they could really bring, we could have um, Venom's, or the black suit Spider-Man in Secret Wars. True. Hmm? Who? True. Oh, true. I thought you said who, I was like, well, Spider-Man. Peter Parker, yeah, because in the original Secret Wars, that's how he gets his the black suit. In the in the original comic, and uh, you know he's still got Deadpool. Deadpool's still a thing. Yeah, Deadpool's got to come over. Deadpool in, you know. They go. I think Deadpool's going to lead the charge. Oh yeah, Deadpool. no, no, it's going to be Morbius. If you're bringing Spider-Man into it, it's got to be Morbius. <laughs> no. What the Sandman? <laughs> Oh, well, I suppose we could bring uh, we could bring I uh, mean we could bring Flint into it as well. Why not? Fuck it. No, no, Morbius, the Sandman from the Sandman, <laughs> the 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 cool Morbius, not the vampire. Oh, oh right, I, I'm completely unfamiliar with that character. I know who the Sandman is. <laughs> no, it, Spider-Man Three. Sandman's <laughs> just come on to Netflix. I, I was, I'm gonna different show, different show. I'm thinking of the other Sandman, not to be confused with Sandman. <laughs> I felt really stupid this week because 
I went only this week. Oh, 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 many times. But <laughs> I was talking to my mate, and I was like, you "Know that the the comic series, the Sandman. I didn't. I don't know why, but I didn't realize that the main character wasn't called Sam, the Sandman. For some reason, I thought he was called the Sandman, but he's not. He's called Morpheus. It's like it, he yes. he is the Sandman because he's like the rule of dreams and that so he's the sandman but that's not his name and for some reason i thought his name was the sandman and i was like no the title his title is he's the sandman <laughs> all his mail is addressed to mr man no mr sandman give me a dream like i i don't know i was like i can't i don't know why i thought that yeah yeah, that's a that's a series I want to watch at some point, but but yeah. In in conclusion, bring back Sandman from Spider Man Three. Sequel well, Wars. Did. Go on. I'll oh, bring him back again. <laughs> bring him back again. Again <laughs> again. Okay, let's do No Way Home again. Just oh, put Secret Wars. Just just blue tap that title on the end. <laughs> just do Craven's Last Hunt. That's what I want. Oh, Craven Hunter. Yeah, it's uh, he's a character that I've heard of. Oh, that's why I want I want Craven Hunter. That's Isn't he meant to be in it at some point? I'm sure they've announced that he's going to be in it in some capacity. I think Sony have announced something, but it's Sony, so I'm kind of ah, I really see. caring. I see. Exactly what what, what, what's his tagline going to be? It's craving time. I've got Craven's Last Hunt, and it's a really cool graphic novel. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm looking. I'm I'm interested to see where the future of the MCU goes, but I don't know. I I I still think maybe they're doing too much too fast, and maybe it's it does feel a bit quantity over quality. It does feel a bit watered down now. I, I was the same with like Miss Marvel. It's like I feel like I just have to watch it just to keep up, rather than because I want to. Yeah. Well. <laughs> There's still a lot of things to look forward to, but it might be a bit more spaced out of what's actually really good, and it mm. might just be a whole load of stuff that's very middle of the road or weak for MCU. But suppose it, it's because there's so many characters now, like, and there's just more to come. It's like there's only so many you can actually feel invested or give a shit about. It's... Personally, I feel that maybe there should have been maybe not maybe not Avengers but a a big team up film at the end of phase four just or something because I think that's maybe what's lacking with both phase four and what's looking at well I say phase five I guess at the end of phase five you've got the Thunderbolts so that's I guess a team up movie there but I guess I guess with Phase Four, it definitely feels it's lacking that team up film, and it just and I think that's why the early the other the Phase One to Three all work because it would all end up with a team up film at some point. So you you mm. you finish I finish that phase and you'd be like, well, this is where these characters are and this is where they're going, and it'd be it'd be nice. But Phase Four is just so sporadic, you're not really sure. What half your characters are doing? 
you know what? I'm looking at the list. Then I'm just thinking, like, when are Eternals going to come into all this? Or are they? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Well, one, they've announced that they're going to do an Eternals two, so we know, we know they're coming. They're, there's going to be a second Eternals. Two, we know that they're coming back at some point. And three, why isn't no one spoken about the the random half celestial on Earth? It's just, 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 just a random one. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. At least uh, we. Well, by the time this is out, She-Hulk will have begun. So I'm hoping. And I'll make sure to watch that to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Is it goes? Is it released straight onto Disney Plus? Yeah. First yeah. episode. Nine episodes. Epi- wait, it's gonna be a series. Yes, yeah, series. Mm. First episode is on. On Thursday, and there's going to be nine episodes. When I right, I've got, a question, I've got a question for you guys. Then is is it just me, or does it seem that like if you compare it to like Phase One, there seemed to be a lot more film based, uh, sorry, a television based rather than individual film bases. Do you think they're going in that more of a direction? Yeah, I, I think that I don't know. I think the it, it's just a bit. I think the the bigger characters are going to have. The films and the smaller characters are going to be TV shows that can build up. Mm. Here's the thing, though: the, the TV series ones are going to start appearing in the films. So, yeah. where do you draw the line? So, like, if you've not watched Miss Marvel, you can have information you don't have when the Marvels comes out. If you've not watched um, Hawkeye, uh, Captain Captain. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Haw- yeah, I've already said Hawkeye, and maybe some other ones, I don't know. You're going to have information you- missing for when you watch the Thunderbolts, for example. Um, even like Black Widow, you need to have, wa- you need to have watched for Hawkeye. I see uh, WandaVision, you need to have watched for Doctor Strange, that came out this year. Even okay, yeah. like it's, there's a whole load, and even She-Hulk. You need to watch She-Hulk for when Daredevil comes out. So, you know, I was about to say in regards to Daredevil. Do you think they're going to rely on a lot of people watching the Netflix show because it wasn't technically part of Disney back then? Because right. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, with because you said he's going to make an appearance in She-Hulk, like whether he'll. Have essentially like a sort of soft reboot. Uh, so I, you you introduced to him again before his series comes out. Or? I don't I, I don't know because I'm not really sure what they're gonna do because in She-Hulk he's in his original um, costume, the yellow the yellow costume. So I'm wondering oh, what they're yeah. doing there. I I'm not so I think until we see him in She-Hulk we won't know. But maybe they're doing a soft reboot. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I would like to. I I would like to believe that the Netflix, uh, the Netflix Daredevil is canon, and it's he. It's continuing from there. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is a soft reboot. I don't know. You had the uh, in the Netflix one. You had the cliffhanger with Bullseye right at the end, like the villain. Yeah, or maybe that's was... what Born Again is going to be. They'll bring uh, actually have Bullseye in his proper costume, and he'll return yeah. born again. 
properly played by Colin Fowle this time. <laughs> Get out of it. Uh, <laughs> or just have um, Ben Affleck, I don't know, guesting as a fucking <laughs> whatever. Uh, well, they've got Rob Zombie doing the soundtrack like they did in the original. I'm all for that. <laughs> so, or is it uh, Nickelback? Yeah, Nickelback. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Um, did, did they not also announce that uh, that John Burford as the Punisher is also coming back as well in some regard? Maybe. I'm sure I've read that. I'm sure I've read that. Um, unless I just dreamt it, but I don't think so. I'm sure that goes announced. Because I wondered if he if he's going to appear before something like before Devil, or whether he's going to be part of Daredevil storyline as well. I have honestly no idea what Born Again is going to be. Um, I'm actually. I'm actually look, trying to look at what they're saying, but uh, there's not really an, anything I can see. So all I know is, is I'd re- I, I really like to see the Punisher beating the shit out of Kang at the end of Secret Wars. <laughs> well, we know that um, Kingpin is going to be in Born Again. That's also announced. Oh, good, good. Yeah, so Kingpin yeah, King- will be back as well. I don't know it says reboot, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a reboot. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I think we'll get an idea with She-Hulk when Daredevil appears in She-Hulk. We'll get an idea, but until then, who knows? But all we have to do is wait to see Daredevil born again. It's like a, a very slight tangent on this yeah. um, with regards to Kingpin. Yeah. Are you are you folks familiar with a YouTube channel called Swade? No. 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 He uh, used to do like anime reviews and that, but he's kind of like rebooted his channel because he got in trouble with like DMCA stuff. But um, hmm. but this this guy Swade, he's autistic, and he did a video recently on like Kingpin and also the Riddler from the Batman, like uh, highlighting parts of um their personality with regards to like autism, like even though like. Um, Kingpin's never been officially announced as like autistic. He's got very strong traits, which he picks up on. Wait, and it's just, hmm. a, just an interesting video. <laughs> Wait, you say Kingpin and who? Uh, the Riddler oh, okay. version from uh, from the new Batman. Okay. Uh, oh. I just I just thought it was an interesting video. Hmm. I heard of him. He's all right. No. Well, hopefully, that's been episode thirty-three. That's a dirty tree. Yeah. Actually, out. I could I could crowbar one more thing in since we recorded. Yeah. Just just to end since since we've been talking about all these different uh, all this different stuff in like the multiverse is coming to like phase five and six and mm. well it is it is already but just very quickly I just wanted to mention the game multiverses in that mm. regard because I've played a bit of that. Uh, have you guys played it? Because it's free. At all? No. No, no. I've just because I, I actually uh, caught up with it on Webtoon this week. What Multiverse reminds me of is the Webtoon webcomic Scoob and Shag, and which is Excuse kind me? of oh. very similar, uh, where it's like a multiverse of loads of characters from like cartoons and that coming together. But anyway, carry on. Chris. Yeah, can't, can't say a further that one. But, um, you should check it out. It's, uh, it's good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so Multiverses is basically a Smash Brothers clone 
albeit quite a watered down one. But it's using properties that Warner Brothers had. So think Looney Tunes, think DC Comics, and like uh, some Cartoon Network stuff. Um, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it, it's very basic Smash Bros. Um, it's sadly got this sort of Fortnite kind of battle pass sort of system going on, like um, right. um, which like requires you to like want to play it daily. Uh, I mean, suppose. It, for free, it's not bad. If you if you want like Smash Brothers, but don't feel like paying sixty quid, this is like a cheap alternative, I guess. Because he does play like it, but um, there's not much to it because you've only got like I think like six characters to start with, and I think there's only like five different stages. Um, but it it has only just come out. I know there's more coming, but I think I've had my fill already. But, uh, I think all in all, I've played it for like twelve, maybe fifteen hours. All in all. I've unlocked a couple of characters, so there, there is like the stuff to like unlock like new banners and cosmetics and all that stuff. If you care about that, I personally don't give a shit about stuff like that. But um, it does feel like I, I'll give it this: it does feel like there's some sense of progression because you can unlock characters. That feels like more of a sort of tangible reward. It's like oh, mm. and you can sort of choose who you can unlock. But um, after unlocking two characters i'm looking at what i need to like, unlock the rest because it's all like the in-game currency and you unlock it at such a slow pace it's like nigh on torturous because of course they want you to buy the currency and all that kind of crap mm. which i'm never going to do in the month of sundays so. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i unlocked like the two characters i wanted i was like oh who have i got we've got like bugs bunny he's like oh maybe but then i seen tom and jerry and the tasmanian devil was like yeah i'm playing as the tasmanian devil <laughs> <laughs> definitely so I unlocked him Tom and Jerry and uh, yeah looking back it was like how many of these other characters do I care about I don't give a toss about Steven Universe so and they want like <gasps> a, yeah, don't a, say that a, a Dan. <laughs> sorry Dan say I don't that. give a toss sorry Dan I don't give a toss about Steven Universe <gasps> it's not my thing I, I watched the first episode and nearly died of cuteness I guess it, it's really really not my thing Evil Dead's my kind of thing. No, I know. Steven Universe yeah, I, isn't I, that. I, 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 all jokes aside, yeah, it's, I don't think Steven Universe is your thing at all. Definitely, definitely not. If but you like it, fine. I'm glad you like it. It's absolutely amazing, but I don't think it's your thing at all. I will stick with Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls is great. But yeah. Uh, now I'm... Mm, I think we should finish this podcast now. <laughs> Mm. Fine, fine. But yeah, <laughs> no. multiverses. Da- download it, play it for a bit, pick it in the bin. <laughs> uh, I might check it out, but I-, I think I always say this and never do. That's my problem. Yeah. It's worth it for a quick fuck about. I- for free, anyway. I downloaded the Nickelodeon one and not even played that. I didn't even download that one and I got offered it for free. <laughs> it's because I got it offered oh. for free. I downloaded it. Mm. I didn't have the hard drive space, so I didn't bother. <laughs> I just downloaded I just. Well, I just added it. I've not downloaded it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Oh. Just add everything and yeah, whatever. I'm sure there's certain games you look at and you just know you're never going to play them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's different. I remember my so, uh, when I I used to work with this guy and he he made me download Drawn to Death, and uh, I never played it. And then recently, I've just heard anyone who talks about Drawn to Death. They shot shit on it so hard, 
and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of glad I've never played this game if it sounds, to, if it's meant to be this bad. So I'm glad I have not wasted my time on that game. I tell you, I tell you what's a really good smug feeling is when you don't like something and then something bad comes out, or and then you you like look back on it going, "Told you so." <laughs> Don't do it, man. You wouldn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> Satisfying. <laughs> to a degree. Yep, pretty much. But, well, that has been episode 33. As always, Fantastic you lads. can follow us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And these two will be streaming on Twitch. As you know, Stanky yep. Rambles and Subaka. Hopefully when the temperature drops, I'll be back to streaming. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah, well, there you go with that. Um, yeah, you'll uh, hear us again in two weeks. I hope, I hope you're all safe and have a good two weeks. Bye, everyone. Yeah, yeah. and do make sure you eat uh, fully roasted chickens. Yeah, not half roasted chickens and a salmonella risk. Yeah, we, we want you to survive for the next episode. <laughs> Stay safe. Bye. Bye-bye. That's it, guys.